Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. That's right. We are in a podcast studio's... Let's say 4.5, because yeah, we're, well, we're on the way to 5. So I realized something kind of scary, yes. and I don't know if this is... I, I, I suspect that you will have some perspective on this, because you often get things confused, like, right after they no, happen. No, So, like, you'll be, like, talking about something you read, you know, on Monday, and yes. by Friday, you've switched it all around yes. in your head, right? No. Um, there, there you go. It. You can't even decide whether to disagree with me. <laughs> uh, but what I realized was I was thinking back... Uh, sort of like through podcast history. And I remembered sort of somewhat fondly, I will say, one of our setups was in an office where you basically had sort of the corner office. Yes. And it was, I think it was the fourth floor, probably the same building that you're in now, but on yeah. the other side. Right, the other side, right. right. And what I realized... That was my favorite what, office, actually. I really liked yes. that. It was kind of... Sort of, uh, it's a smaller office than yes. now, but it kind of had a good intimacy for yeah. podcasting, yeah. right? It was yeah. like we, we do. It that was at better night. for everything. We're trying to get new office cool. space now, like like you, and uh, we yes. want a space more like that, where okay. like a, 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 a curved space where the offices okay. face in on each other a bit. Okay, yeah. well, whatever. That's a separate issue. What yeah. I'm thinking of, more specifically for this story and the scariness of it, is that what I realized is I have absolutely no recollection of anything other than that office and the office right next to it, which was Sean's. Right. Oh, None. that. Oh, I see. The In your entire, brain, the way that. Nothing. It just, I mean, there was probably. You don't remember where Mitch was, where I anybody was. I have no was, idea yeah. where Mitch was. There was probably a kitchen. Yeah. I have no recollection of it. It's like it's gone. Yeah. It just disappeared, which is kind of terrifying to just have a piece of your memory just gone. I mean, I know I must have been in that. I probably got drinks in that kitchen. Uh-huh. I didn't work there because yeah. I wasn't working it right at the time. But I did come to podcasts at least once a week, mm-hmm. most most weeks, right? And the other thing that's crazy about it is I can remember everything about, like, other rad locations. The current yeah. one, the one before that, the one before that. I think it's when you remember things when important – like, that was just kind of a quiet time. Like, it was when we were just starting on Larrabee, and when we started Larrabee, we moved offices. So it was just a time when it was a little bit – that was just not a lot happened that was drastic. I don't know. We didn't add any people in that period. Maybe. We all We all moved to the new office, and everybody came on then. I think okay. Ottman was there for a week or two okay. weeks, maybe. Right. Well, month. I don't know. The point is it's a little disconcerting. Yes, it's a little weird. To be that sort of crazy where yeah. it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have, I have that with – Houses I grew up in where I remember my room and I can't remember... <laughs> anything else. Was it on the second floor? I don't remember yeah. how you would have got to it or anything. Yeah. Well, so from my perspective, I think I remember most locations in my life that were that I visited as frequently as that one. Yes. Except that one, so I don't yes. know. Well, we'll chalk that up to yes. a bit of a, a sort of a um, lack of, I don't know, whatever... If you go down to like the GNC yes. Nutrition Center okay. or a New Age Wellness well, Clinic, and they tell you that you need to drink local honey refined into crystals and then put into iced tea or whatever the fuck to have your memory right. boosted... I that do, I wasn't drinking at the right. time, apparently. Like, whatever I do it was, remember, I, wasn't I mean, enough of that's it. where we recorded the first episode of the cartoon. Correct. And I remember, and yes. that was done mostly in one night. There certainly was edited a million yes. times, but like, the, 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 
largely 95% of that podcast was in one take in yes. at that night with Brian yeah. Sharp there yes. who was scanning books. Yes, that's right. He was. In right. fact, you so know, that's what I remember now that you mostly. mention it, that fills in a little something because I know he was scanning books in the office next door. Right. And I kind of vaguely remember the shape of it now because Brian was in there like right. cleaning out the roller. I don't remember whose office that was. I don't either. Yeah, because like I have no idea. Sean was the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. I so, don't... you know, oh, God. All right. Well, let's stop talking about this because yeah. it's just depressing. What we want to talk about today is actually, you know, uplifting. Yes. I would say. That's right. Right. It's, it's actually a tale of, of heroism. Right. So, I don't even want to say a tale of heroism. It's an update mm-hmm. because if you remember uh, two episodes ago, three episodes ago, something like this, we talked about the concept of heroism in America. Yes. And how now heroism is just completely diluted right. to, to basically like anything anything that happens to be for a cause that someone else right. likes, you will be branded a hero. Like yeah, it doesn't and people, matter if you succeed, people it love this you die. You, you can be heroic yeah. for basically showing up as right. long as someone else wants to make an example out of you for some reason, right. you are a hero. The criteria yes. for hero is Almost non-existent. Right. It's like well, we, that we, someone we, we sort of defined it as surviving a disaster or, or 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 managing through a disaster, and and it is no, it's not no. So this is what and I took I took umbrage with that even okay. at the time. My my textbook example was John McCain. Okay, it's simply surviving is enough. Is enough. Managing okay. is not required. You do okay. not have to do anything other than not die. Right. And as far as I know, dying. Could work too. Like I suspect there are probably cases if we looked back uh, at heroism through the past twenty years or so, where we called someone a hero who died, right? Like totally failing. Like they right. failed and died, and they were still called a hero well, under some circumstance. In right? a funny way. So I was in uh, New York over nine eleven this time yeah. for the first oh. time oh. when I lined up on that. Okay. And so there's like the there was you know stuff that happening around yeah. there. No, I and definitely that, the okay. people that are more into 911 yeah, are yeah. the people that weren't there at the time. Right, yes. Right. Like okay. they're just like, "Oh, that day sucked." Yeah. And then get on the rest of them are like, "No, we're all you York." And you're like, "You weren't New Yorkers then. You're 20 years old and you're <laughs> been at NYU a year, right?" Yeah. So that's was a little weird. Well, the other thing too that's interesting about it is I strongly suspect that as far as Americans are concerned, Anyone who was within like a 10-mile radius of the World Trade Center on 9-11 is just automatically a hero. Right. Like it doesn't matter <laughs> yes. what you did. If you no. like ran screaming, right. <laughs> you're, you're still a hero because right. that's just how it rolls. It's like one of my uh, – Hero what, is this weird word that doesn't even mean anything right. like what it's supposed to mean well, anymore. When we talked to uh, – when I talked to everybody about where they were and all yeah. that when, when on that day when I was talking yeah. to people, Salty had the most amazing story where yeah. – he was going to NYU then. Right. He got up to go to school, and he's just head down with his headphones on. Didn't notice the fact. Now, he's in Queens. Okay. So he's getting on a train. Yeah. And then uh, he's going down the subway, and there's yeah. a lady in the bottom. So he's like, honey, you need to go home. Okay. Like, and he's like, okay. Not, still not knowing. Right, right. And he looks up, and there's smoke over across the river. Right, right. You can't right. tell what's happening. Okay. So then he goes, and he starts watching this with okay. his roommate. Okay. So he and his roommate. So I suppose that there's something pretty interesting about that already. Right, which is that I suspect you know they do a lot of stuff when they after in in the wake of nine eleven certainly, but even before then because you know there had been a World Trade Center attempted bombing right that didn't right. actually do much damage but that was attempted yes the, the like truck in the right, 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 garage right, or whatever right. I remember I, I don't remember a couple the, people the, died something like in, that yeah. yeah but it was it was you know attempted mass yeah. mass attack didn't actually work and then there have been other things like Timothy McVeigh and these mm-hmm. sorts of things domestic terrorism or whatever you want to call it right. And so there, there's a bunch of government response to this that, that's like, 
trying to make sure that the populace is prepared for disaster yes. or like what to do, you know, and, and it's like it's saying like don't be afraid of yes. it. Like you got to be prepared. Like well, get you have the duct tape yes. and all this other stuff that you need to have, right? You had that amazing paper recently Which that you paper? sent me. The PDF of what to do <laughs> in your new building when okay. somebody calls Let's in a bomb threat. Hold off on that in a second. Okay. The bomb threat was pretty – yeah, that was pretty amazing. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about actually was the fact that Apple has actually prepared the U.S. populace for staying calm in the course of disaster. Because everyone is fucking looking at their phone and listening to oh, fucking yeah, podcasts and shit. They won't even notice. Yeah. Like, it has – the terrorism has to be happening directly to them before right. they will even notice. Because otherwise, yes. they'll just be like, I'm checking my Facebook feed. I don't know what all this smoke That's, is. I don't care. Yeah. I just got to get on the That's subway. the most frustrating thing for me on New York's uh, sidewalks. We talked about a good no good in that regard. Oh, okay. And that is people looking down at their phone, yeah. walking down the middle right. of the sidewalk. Yeah. At like two miles an hour. Hey, man. So anyway, when, so he goes but, home. Okay, well, let's talk about the bomb threat thing. You want okay. to talk about the bomb threat thing. Oh, wait. Well, let me push that for okay, one second. Okay, push that. So I'll finish the okay. quick salty story just because it's so absurd. Yeah. So he goes home yes. to watch, find out what's going on yes. with his friend. Yeah. And his friend, Steve, is at home. Okay. And he's frozen in front of the TV okay. like this. Yes. Like watching it. All right. And Salty's like, oh, my God, it's even worse than I thought. And, okay. And it, and it actually was. Okay. But Steve goes... My back is out. I can't move. <laughs> and right. so Salty helps him to the kind of to the floor and he's screaming. Yes. And he's okay. like, this is so bad. I have to go to the hospital. Okay. So they call the paramedics and they right. come because Queens. Yeah, a this lot person of Queens, has a back problem, a chronic back problem. Yes, he's had okay. this before. And he's like, the only way to do this is they give me some muscle relaxants. It calms down and then I can at least recover. Okay. But okay. it's a big deal. Okay. So yeah. they go to the emergency room on 9-11 right. with a back problem. Right. And there are uh, hundreds of people right. in the hallway like, covered in the soot. Yeah. They're burned. They're, yeah. and, and they're like in taking a room. And so they're like – <laughs> and, and he's like just uh, – I've had this before. You just got to get – they give me the muscle relax. They give me the muscle relax. They yeah. finally give him the muscle relax. And he's like, I'm out of here so you guys can take care of these other people. Yeah. And the doctor's like, you're not going anywhere. You can't. And he's like, right. listen – what if I can walk up? What, what if I can right. walk out? Right. And he stands up and yeah. falls face first just because he's – and he's like, okay. okay, let me do it again. He, and, but, and the doctor said, okay. Right. And let him do it again and he managed to stagger and he's like, get out of here. And so, so they went home in that crazy state. Now, if I may, yeah. just to stay on topic for the podcast, I feel like if anything – that was a heroic I, I, exit that's from my the point. Yeah. Because it, to, for the most part, he was freeing up a bed for yes. somebody injured he was very in a much terrorist attack that on is, American soil. If there, I would go so that far. That is to, probably one of the most heroic things yeah, that I, would I have say, heard. I would say that isn't podcast hero. That's I feel like is really actual heroic. hero. Right. Right. That's podcast heroism is a little is a little bit wishy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so let's Okay, talk so about let's this, talk though. about that document. Let's talk about the podcast. Okay, the, the, you want to talk the about bomb the threat document. document. So the interesting thing about the bomb threat Tell me what it is document first. is that I was getting office space and I really only ever been involved in office space uh, so as it applied to gas powered games. Okay. Definition six, gas powered games and rad game tools right. are the three times that I've known anything about office space. Yep. Right? Now, definition six was extremely low rent situation. I think our office space at that time, <laughs> wait for it, yeah. cost something like five hundred and ninety five dollars a month. Right. 
for like five okay. offices. It was, All right, and it yeah. was seriously like a thousand square feet. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. not, but yeah. it was like something like fifty square, fifty cents a square right, foot a month. Right, it that was, is that at that office yeah. space where I met you the first time. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking six dollars a square foot or something right. like this, something really low uh, per year that in in office square footage prices. Right. It was totally fine office space, whatever. But that was back in 96 <laughs> when Seattle was not what Bananas. it is today. And yeah. you have to remember one thing that's interesting, too, about Seattle to think about is going back, the, uh, certainly in the 90s, you didn't have Amazon.com. Right. So earlier in its life cycle, actually, there wasn't anybody renting office yes, space here. Right. Boeing was outside. It was in the, you know, the outskirts of uh, town, right? They have their, their plants and stuff. So they're not in downtown Seattle. Well, the whole and Microsoft's on the happened. east side. Yeah. So, so there was no, so even though Microsoft was like a massive occupant of office space, none of it was here. Right. So anyway, office space was cheap back then and that wasn't much of a big deal. So it was just, yep. you know, hey, you signed a lease, you moved in, it was fine, whatever. Uh, Gas-powered games, same thing. Never heard yep. anything about that. Wasn't directly involved, but, you know, I was there when they were renting yep. it, and it wasn't a big deal. None of the rad game tool spaces nope. were ever a big deal. So I need to rent office space, and I want something relatively close to where I live, so I rent office space in Seattle. Right. The problem with that, as far <laughs> as I can tell, is you basically can go one of two ways. You can either go with relatively modern office space, but then you're in, like, a serious office right. building. Or you can go with, like, quote-unquote artsy space. Okay. Right? And then you're in some fucking shithole that's been, like, hopefully renovated a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, like, they're, right. like, loft space. Yeah. Much like we said before, old world charm. I believe the exact quote that you said was, old world charm means the light switches in the shower. Right. That's, what you, right. that's what you said, right. right? And that's pretty much true of the Seattle, like, artisan office space. Like, right. if you want the nice sort of exposed brick, like, whatever the fuck, large ceiling spaces or whatever... Maybe you can find one of those that's been renovated, right. but chances are most it's of like the time it's a spider town, town asbestos yeah. world, and you're just like, <laughs> you know, I hope that my employees don't die before completing right. the project, or right. me as well, because right. we are in a lot of trouble. So I didn't really love that idea. Yeah. Anyway, point being, it didn't matter that much because there aren't many of those around here. Those right. are mostly in Pioneer Square right. or down by the waterfront, right? which is all getting bulldozed for the I-90 mm -hmm. shit anyway. Blah, blah, blah. So I end up finding a space that I actually really like here. It's yep. quite nice. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. It's a little more expensive than I would have liked, but as you and I have talked about in the past, tech uh, salaries are so high that if you hire anyone at all yeah. or even pay a consultant uh, you know, as part of a project, the office space ends up being kind of negligible, right. the, amount, the amount that it actually costs. Yep. So anyway, it, wasn't, it certainly wasn't an unreasonable office space in, um, in those terms. It was mm -hmm. totally reasonable um, for me to pay. But the problem with it was, <laughs> and this was actually true of a lot of places that I looked, but the problem with it was the commercial leases in downtown right. Seattle are completely out of control. Right. I mean, they are absolutely banana cakes. They have shit in there that nobody, I know, nobody is complying with. Right. Nobody in that building is complying with <laughs> any of these terms. They probably all signed it, but nobody's complying right. with them. And if you actually read them, they're absurd. I was the first person to point out, the first person <laughs> of all the people in a 22 at least, I don't even know, 24, in a very large number of floors office tower. First person to point out that most modern desktop computing equipment has a wattage rating above 500. 
Oh, and they said 500 watts for the 500 whole... watts was the maximum you could right. plug into an outlet. Right. And I'm like, any kind of workstation computer right. has a power rating of at least 500 watts. Most of them are like seven, 800 yeah. watts. Certainly if it's like, you know, anything for CAD work or gaming or right. anything like that. Because the fucking graphics card will take 500 right. watts by itself if you're not right. careful. If you don't, when you look the wrong way at it. Right. That's probably not true. It's probably more like 400 watts. But, it's you know, point being, when yeah. you add everything up... You definitely don't want your power supply to be 500 watts because you may draw 500 watts sometimes. So if it's only 500 watts by so that's a bad sign. Right. You need something. You need some headroom there, right? Yep. So they ended up removing it from all of their leases. So I pointed this out, <laughs> and I had this surreal conversation with them where I was talking to them and like the the people. Uh, the, <laughs> the best part about it was that the real estate people I was talking to didn't know what megawatts and watts were. Oh, so you had to explain. They that. had no idea. Yeah. So the, the well, I think I, I I mentioned you know it's really confusing sometimes not knowing whether megawatt is a thousand watts or a thousand twenty four watts. It's Casey. tough. Yes, yeah, you know because tough, the right? the manufacturers yeah. of the watts they try to they try to screw you on those, you on those, watts, those extra watts, exactly. and so you got to yeah. really watch out. Kilowatts, yeah, read the megawatts. Print, print. So anyway, the thing said something like 0.5 kilowatt hours. Right. Or, or sorry, 0.5 kilowatt rating. Okay. On the on the device. Right. And so I said, you know, five hundred watts isn't enough right. for a lot of the like I wouldn't be able to plug in probably a single computer that we would use. They, they, I mean, maybe the servers, you know, file servers and stuff, because they're like two hundred watt, three hundred yeah. watt power supply is fine for those because they don't do anything. But like any, you know, yeah. anything else, or a microwave yeah. if you put in near there for just to <laughs> warm some food is like fifteen hundred. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Right. so uh, they're like, well, yeah, but the lease allows 0.5 kilowatts. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's. I'm like. So what a, do you think? I, I probably don't need to argue about this because when they, if they ever were to complain that I was plugging in something 500 watts, I'd be like, oh yeah, but it doesn't have any kilowatts. Right. That's it's what you should have said. Right. It's just watts. Right. It's fine. Right. You should have just said no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm at. Yeah. I'm only at two kilowatts. Right. I'm way less than yeah, 500. Exactly. Yeah. You just make shit up. Yeah. Anyway, point being, I, I finally got them to. They, they talked to like the, en- the building engineer, and he confirmed. The metric system, right for for, for, for these fucking people, <laughs> and so finally, like it got sor- sorted out, and that's fine. But yes, uh, along with all of this stuff comes added ridiculousness, yeah. and and some of this added ridiculous I've never seen before, probably because we're not in Seattle and we're not not be. a seventeen floor or twenty floor building, whatever that you are, where there's a little bit more like plain risk. Yeah, and just like they're a little bit more wound up that something might go down. That could be. Yeah. Point being, the stuff that's in sort of the like preparatory packet, whatever you want to call the thing. This is not something you signed, but it's the thing they give you that's like, welcome to the building. I think it's called the tenant handbook. Welcome to the building. Here's all the shit that we think might happen. Right. Yeah. And, much and what like, to do yeah, about much it. Much like the student handbook you got right. when you went to school or the Valve handbook that they posted online, none of that shit actually gets filed right. in the building. It's complete right. fabrication. But yes. it's still pretty awesome to see what they put in there. And yeah. one of the things they put in there was the bomb threat checklist. <laughs> right. And the bomb threat checklist is a checklist that it says right. you need to have everyone... That has a have phone. Have a copy. Yeah. No, 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 no. Everyone has to have a copy at their desk. And it said, especially anyone who answers phones. Right. So I don't know what that means. If you say everyone has to have a copy at your desk, how does especially, what does especially mean? Does it mean that they have to have a color printout instead of black and white? No. Or is it I, supposed to be in 3D relief? Like, what's the, what is the especially that happens I for think the people who answer the phone? What they're saying is, like, 
we know you're not going to put this on everybody's desk. Right, yeah. So if you just could give it to one guy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you so do that. So it's like, yeah, it's like, you know what, look, this needs to be on everyone's desk. And since it's not going to be on yeah. everyone's desk, <laughs> right. it really needs to be on the people's desk who answer the phone. And right. since they're not going to have it, we'd really like you to just have it in a cupboard somewhere. Right. At least fucking print it out once, right. for God's sake, before right. you throw it away. Right. Yeah, that was basically what we were dealing with. But anyway, yep. this thing had fantastic stuff on it. Yes. It was basically... You sent me the PDF. It I was sent fantastic. you the PDF. Right. Maybe we should just fucking post this Here, you online. Want me? Oh, that's but true. Anyway, we should. Maybe we should post it online. But anyway, yeah. the bomb threat checklist is basically a thing that... I'm assuming they put together with the aid of law enforcement personnel. I feel like they I'm put assuming... it together like while they were watching Speed because <laughs> there was a lot. I mean, it should right. have said number Dennis one, Hopper. pop yeah. quiz, right. motherfucker. Yeah. What would you do? Yeah. And then just some blank lines. Right, right. And you have to fill that in yeah. while you're. But the, right. the point of the checklist is you're supposed to be filling it out while you're on the phone right. with the bomber. Right. With the mad bomber is on the phone, Casey. Right. I'm so, like. Hello? Is yeah. this Molly Rocket? Well, so, yeah. And then you start filling this out. Well, so the interesting, so, so the hilarious thing about it, and this is the thing that always gets me about any stuff like this, that yeah. buildings or schools or whoever put up, is there's really nothing, you can't write a document that's going to help at all when yes. there's a bomb threat. Right. If somebody gets a call for a bomb threat, right, right and like Joe the secretary answers <laughs> right. the phone, and they're like, there's a bomb in the building, it's going to go off in 15 minutes. No, it'd be... Okay, there's a bomb, and then he's like, hello? Because that secretary, she just ran. She's like, she heard that. (laughs) She? I said Joe the secretary. Okay, Joe. I guess there are women named Joe. The Facts of Life had a girl named Joe. Yeah, I'm just saying, whoever answers that phone, as soon as they hear bomb that, they're like, I'm out. Right. Well, first they tweet yeah. about it, then they're out. Right. Well, but they they're, not conti- they're not going to listen to Well, they these. tweet while they're waiting for the elevator to come out. Not right. while they're in the elevator because they don't have connection. That's true. But before they get in the elevator. But the point is, yeah. Go back Thursday. There's all this stuff on the bomb threat checklist that's like, the first thing was call 911. Right. Like, okay, thanks for that. Yeah. But it said call 911, preferably have someone else call 911 right. while you're still on the phone. Now, just pause right. and pick in your head. Imagine the execution. You'd be like, right. Pointing. What is, they don't list, like, what is there a hand signal for, hey, get, yes. get call 911. Mr. Bomber, can you hold? Yeah. Let me put right. you on hold for just a hold. second. And then it's like, put the bomber on hold. Can someone call 911? I got a bomber on here. And then they're like, all right, may I help you? I think personally what they should do is they should just be on the phone tree. It's like, right. For, press right. three for bomb, for bomb threats. threats. Right. For bomb threats, press three. And they push three. Right. It's like, if the bomb threat is in this Ceramic building, bombs. press one. Right. If right. the bomb threat is in a nearby building, press two. Right. If you and then the bomber like gets mad and it's like, representative. Representative, yeah. Representative. Hold oh, on, I'll connect fuck. you. Oh, so I that we may shit. expedite your call, please enter the bomb's countdown timer code as it reads right, right. now. <laughs> Followed by the pound sign. For I'm colon, sorry. use right. three. <laughs> sorry, I didn't get that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm just not going to blow up the building. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this bomb threat checklist has fantastic <laughs> stuff like that, but it doesn't tell how to do it. So it's like, yeah, have someone else call 911. Yep. Ha- what protocol are we supposed to use to signal to someone Casey, else to prob- call 911? You probably have to work that out already. Well, you're no, right. what's going to yeah. happen is they're going to bring up Gchat and like, boop. And then yeah. the other guy's little Gchat's going to come up yeah. in the lower right-hand corner, right, yeah. halfway off the screen, yeah. and they're like, lol, bomber. Yeah. Right. And you're like, yep. what? Yep. And then... 
uh, uh, some emoticons of, of bombs. Well, better like yet, a whole is the bunch bo- of them. It's probably the partial attention thing. Like, we're probably giving people too much credit. The secretary doesn't leave at that point. The secretary just is, like, totally fine with that, right. probably. They're, like, bringing up the Facebook and, like, oh, sorry, what did you say about a bomb? Right. I, didn't, I didn't catch that. <laughs> right. Like, okay, yeah, there's a bomb. I'll take that down here. Right. right. She's and what, be, yeah. what's, your, what's a callback number? No. Oh, okay. You don't, you don't have one. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I can't, you're going to have to call again if you want to talk yeah, that's to right. us. If you want to do anything with his bomb that's supposedly in the building. Like, Look, I'm not allowed to give my boss any messages unless I have a callback number. He gets right. really mad at me. The so. other thing that would be interesting to know is like, do bombers tweet about bombs now? Like just planted well, one in the downtown I, what, office what, what, I, Is it ISIS? What, what is they called? Yeah, ISIS, yeah. sure. I don't know how to say it because ISIS was also the... The people on Archer, I think. Anyway, oh, okay. so I'm weird saying that, but they tweet. Not to so, mention, isn't Isis, wasn't, wasn't she like an Egyptian water god or something? I don't know. I don't know. All I don't right. know what the action is. Well, I'm just okay. saying ISIS, in yes. this case, is who you're talking my, about. My favorite was when you went through, they had a whole bunch of things like just, uh, you know, uh, ask them when it would go off. And it had some, it had like some essay section. Well, of, of okay. the paper. What it was was it was trying to get information so they could catch the bomber. Right, right. right? So it wanted to ask you stuff like, did you plant the bomb? Meaning, did right. the person who's on the other end of the phone plant the bomb? Right. And then they wanted you to check, like they had like a checklist. The checklist was my, that's what I was getting at. Once you get past the essay yeah. portion of the They had thing, a checklist that the was checklist like. checklist was property. Amazing. And this was basically, this checklist was basically like the customizer character screen yes. for the bomber. Yeah. So it was basically what it wanted to know is like all of the attributes you could determine about your bomber. Does his voice raspy? Yeah. Does he pause well, a lot? Does he And there's so nasally? much stuff that's in there. Cough? That you is hear anything hidden, in the background? Right. Birds. Uh, like, dogs, yeah, like like children. Tableware, yeah, like and then the other factory. Thing, the like, other thing that I really liked is the. It felt there was they wanted to say some things, but they couldn't. Oh, really? Because there's like, I didn't is he that. foreign sounding? Oh no way! Right. And you're like, no way. So they wanted to have a turban check right. and, and like, they couldn't figure out how to do foreign, it tastefully. Yeah, it could just be he could be French, right. and then you know right. that's right, not going right, on. right, right. But you really what yeah. they wanted to know? Yeah, they couldn't say. They could come out right out and right. say like, "Was he Arabic? Yeah, like, are you hearing yeah. an Arab accent, sir? Totally." But they're like, "No, oh, shit. the lawyers totally." Right, we're that, like, right. "Don't you don't want to sign that no, at all? No, like, we no. nixed that yeah. right off there." Yeah, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I that's thought that was fantastic. Great. Anyway, that was pretty amazing. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, it's so everywhere. that piece of paper is basically your key to becoming a podcast hero on the Jeff and Casey show. Right. It's I like, can be a podcast feel- hero for answering the phone during yes. the bomb threat and checking off the appropriate boxes. Yes. Now, here's a question. Here's what we should do. When we should post that form, you and I should go through and fill it out together as a, as a well, bomb I have, situation I have a we would have done. I have with. a legitimate question. Yes. Which is that I am would like to know yes statistically mm-hmm. and i feel like the fbi or somebody should have compiled this data yes statistically how many bombs <laughs> have ever actually had warnings called in by oh anyone? right right because i imagine it's actually quite few yeah i do believe there are probably lots of bomb threats but they're probably all fake right and the ones that actually are called in are probably quite few because most of the time i would think if you went through the trouble of bombing a building you want it to go off right or rigging a building. Don't Unless you? you're doing... Well, I mean, you know, 
since I get my terrorism advice from Speed, as I said before, <laughs> right. that's your. That's you your might sense, have. You right? might be trying to prove a point of Just, how they do you, do you treated watch you. Else? You don't watch Twenty Four or like what are there? No, some I, other terrorism I stick shows? to. I stick to Speed. Speed. Yeah, speed. That's speed. It. Yeah. So basically, in your mind, there's no such thing as a bomb that just goes off. No, there's only all... bombs that are tied to things like elevators yes. and buses and, and subways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like I, you're never gonna bomb a building. That's so boring. That's ridiculous. Can't, like the building plane was moving. Like yeah. when it crashed into 9/11. That right. that's totally good enough possible. for you. Right. Okay. Like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing is, what we really need is we need terrorism at uh, the LHC because nothing yes. moves faster than that. It should be like if oh, these particles right. slow down at all, I will blow up the boat. Now, what's interesting is I guess when you think about it. The particles at the LHC are kind of their own terrorist because That's I've seen true. what happens when one of those things goes wrong. It like right. melts through everything. Right. I don't know so if you've ever seen those things. The nucleuses like, are all yeah. posting their own. If you've seen yeah, a right. very <laughs> fast electron whizzing yes. by, you right. need to describe him. How many? Yeah. Where, where would you say right. his shell yes. level was? Did the, did the electron? By? How many sort of? Turban-shaped electrons right. were in the outer shell. Would you say? Which direction was he, say, yeah. spinning? Would yes, you say yes. he's was spinning, he spinning to a he Arabic towards Mecca? Yeah. Would, you, would you say? <laughs> yeah, right. Like that. Yeah. We don't want to try and say anything about this electron, but no, I just, just, just want to. Yeah. Curious if he's, you know, spinning to the east. Okay, so we are taking a long ass time to yes. get to to the topic of this podcast. Yes. The topic of this podcast is that somebody whose name I have no idea how to pronounce. It is spelled simply M-K-A-A-T-R. I okay. hope that's a handle, but maybe that's how you actually write your name. Okay. Written in before. Yes. This is not some someone who has not written in before. Someone, okay. Someone who has written in before, but he wrote in, he's the only person who wrote in with their own tale of heroism okay. for we our need, podcast. People keep writing in about their tales of heroism. I would appreciate it heroism. if more people would write in because yeah. we don't know all the heroism that's going on right now. Yeah. We yeah. want to hear your tales of heroism. He wrote in with a tale of heroism and he said, In the last episode of your podcast, you asked for hero stories. I don't know if this one qualifies or not, but you be the judge of that. All right. About three or four years ago, my brother and his friend paid me a visit. We went to McDonald's to have lunch. My brother and his friend were really hungry, so I decided to buy four filet of fish, okay. two for each, and one burger for me. So I guess his brother and his friend were going to eat the filet of fish, and he was going to eat the burger. Right. So we got five filet of we got four filet of fish and a burger. Yes. All right. As you already know, McDonald's serves fries with each order. However, for some reason, I totally forgot that. So I ordered three extra packs of fries for each one. When I got my order, I was shocked to see eight packs of fries. Right. We ate the burgers and finished none of the fries. Keep up the good work. Yours sincerely. Okay. M-K-A-A-T-R. Well, I don't think you can even remotely say that was not heroic with all those freedom fries in the mix. Like That's a good point. He, he didn't. That's he, a good point. So he here's, didn't here's what, set those aside. In I feel like in a in a pre nine eleven world, yes. I don't think that would have been that heroic mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, I think that would have just been called going through the drive through. Right, that's called in a post nine eleven world. However, what we have to understand, and George Bush made this very clear, George W. Bush, George yes. Bush the second, he clearly stated that by focusing on spending and generating economic activity. You were participating in the yes. anti-terrorism e- effort. Right. Now, what is more patriotic and heroic, Jeff, 
than buying eight things of fries you don't need. Yes. Okay? That, to me, is like a, a hero to end all heroes. Well, basically, That's an that, eight was fry like a, hero. that was a stimulus package that, that he did. That was a stimulus package. Right? He did. A personal stimulus package. Right. I would say the yeah. other thing, let's not also forget. Yeah. He by ordering all those fries. Yes. He prevented other people. That's right. Possibly overweight people. That's a good point. From getting those fries. That's a very good point. He probably just saved someone from diabetes. He may. Type he may one have di type two diabetes. He may very well have done adult that. onset diabetes. They probably saved a life. That's a good point. Yeah. He may have saved a life. It, at very least, he took some stress yeah. off of the American healthcare system, which, as we all know. Although it is the best system in the world, yes. is also completely in shambles. It's a so, little so shambly. somehow those two things are yeah. both true. Um, but so, you don't want one of those people go. If you have diabetes and you have going to insulin shock, right? And you have to get rushed to the you know to the oh, ER that's room. Very expensive. Yeah. A, it's very expensive. That's B, good. it might be a terrorist attack and you're taking a bed, right? right yeah, that's, that's an point. opportunity to be a yes, hero, right, as we yeah, said. But yes. you may not be able to do it because no. you're in shock, right? right exactly. They got to pump you full of stuff. The whole thing is so. I'm just saying. I, Yes, clearly a, clearly a heroic. So, I yeah. had a heroic moment. You did? Yes, just recently. Oh, really? I was on an airplane. This is an airplane that I saved Wait, can I say one more thing that's yes. heroic? I feel like the act of eating a filet of fish is potentially somewhat mm. brave. Yes. In certain circumstances as well. Yes. Possibly even the burger, because you right. don't know where those came from. No, that's They can true. come from anywhere, really. Well, I, I had one about a month ago. Yes. I used to like them because I like tartar sauce. Oh. For me, anything is about the sauce. Okay. Like, I get oysters all the time. All they right. cost a fortune, but I only like because the cocktail sauce. Okay. In fact, there was one place that right. came with some cocktail sauce in a squirt bottle. And you were just like, this is And amazing. I was like, this is the best oysters. And I squirted okay. it on and then ate it, and it was ketchup. So I didn't get oh. you know, I, they they mess they they may mess with Now what are you talking about when you talk about cocktail sauce? You're talking about ketchup and horseradish basically? I guess that's what that with is. Vinegar, I don't maybe. know, it's delicious. Are you talking about like what shrimp cocktail comes in? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yes, you that's can true, buy but that for I sure. had a filet of fish and what I would say is this it's weird to eat fish that has no um you know how fish yeah. comes off in, yeah. in, in stripes? fish, basically. Like, yeah. uh, like not strip uh, but but like pieces it flakes yes. off yes this had the fish fish flavor but the matter in which it was floating yeah. in was very different that's science that's, that's what we call idea. science that's right science has reconstituted a fillet of fish for you that's now true. here's the thing yes and i'll point this out as a casey fun fact when i was a child yes a little a tiny child this is not a casey fun fact this is a fun fact about casey yes okay all right that's what i meant okay when I was a little wee tot, right. you know, maybe five years old, and we would go to McDonald's, uh, like my family. Yes. I would always get filet of fish. Yeah. I think I did too. Which I is like, very interesting. I like tartar sauce. I don't get filet of fish hardly at all. Like, I haven't gotten a filet of fish in probably yeah. two decades or more, but or more than that, probably three decades. And so I don't know what happened. Is it possible? Let me just throw this out there. Is it possible that people lose their taste for filet of fish? When they it is age. possible. I would also say that five-year-olds, as we've said about their movie experiences, will pretty much <laughs> okay. watch slash right. eat whatever okay. you put in front of them. No, that, oh, that is no. Like, that is fast food. That feels okay. like it's just greasy. But fried. I never had a burger for some reason. Mm, that's interesting. I guess I never, never like... eat. I always ate fillet of fish. And you know what happened well, then? You know what? Here we'll even go one further. You know what? I moved on to after that. Chicken McNuggets. 
Okay. Which I'm, you by still the way, do I'm still on. McNuggets. That's yeah. still what I do. Yeah. For some reason, burgers was just never a thing. Yeah. I would say this: the fillet fish I had a, a week ago. The other thing that happens is it's a square. It's the, it's it's it a, is, they make them out of right. the square fish. Right. Yes. The, the, the square they're, fish. They're very cubical. Yeah. And they just cut the face off, and then yeah. it's just fish slices. Well, a lot of people. What a lot of people don't realize is that fish, when you look, when they, uh, when light, because the fish swim underwater, there's not a lot yes. of light down there. When light hits a fish, uh, it, it becomes more cylindrical. So normally they are rectangular yes. like that, right, when they're swimming underwater, because that's but obviously the most out, efficient. They, they, but when, they, when you pull them out or when you go underwater and shine a light on them so you can cylindrify. photograph them, they solidify, and so everyone yeah. thinks that fish are round. They're not. They're not. They're that, so that's actually the shape that a fish is in. Now, what a lot of fancy restaurants will do is they'll cut the fish cylindrically so that it, it well, makes in you a lighted to, room to make it to, well, well, they, to make it right yeah, yeah to make McDonald's it little, just McDonald's just goes right from the thing black. yeah they yeah. they do it they do it basically to uh, to get you more authentic fish flavor well what I like is they have a square patty and then you they put an, a slice of American cheese on top which oh, is really? also square but they rotate no it. but that's a fillet of fish with cheese oh I thought they all came that way. I don't think so I don't remember mine all ordering right. it that way oh well but maybe all, not all I'll say is so you have they they do it a little rotated so you get the little you know. Uh, Star of David kind of look of the square on the square oh, kind of okay. thing. All right, yeah. okay. um, and then now, ev- Star of David is a triangle on a triangle. So this is oh, a, it is? this is a more okay. advanced Star of David. This is the octagonal square right. Star of David or something. So this is the ISIS star. Let's okay. say yes. Oh, the ISIS star is there. Mortal enemies. Mm-hmm. And all I'll say is every triangle of the cheese that hung off. Yeah. You know that hung off the edge of the patty, not being supported by the patty itself. Those yeah. four points. Was a different color than the rest. Like it had clearly been sitting on that patty. Oh man! And you know how cheese goes from like, right. light orange to darker orange. Okay. And I'm like, this. Oh boy. Yeah, that's how they're going to do carbon dating in the future. Yeah. Right. They're going to get to a McDonald's yeah. and they're going to be like, oh, okay, we can tell within seconds. They don't have to go to McDonald's. Just the average American. I mean, they'll just use corn dating. They're <laughs> like, this corn was from 1970. Totally. This, clearly, he was from the disco era. Or at least that's the yeah. last time he ate. Um, no, I had a, and I, Casey, this isn't, you, you can be the judge of this. All right. But I feel like very this is an this actual, an actual heroic act I did on okay. an airplane and probably saved us all. All right. So I'm on an airplane. All right. And I get that, that window seat. Yeah. And, um, and, and on JetBlue, usually somebody gets the aisle. Okay. And then we're sitting there, me and the aisle guy. Wait, there's and, no one in between you. No, they're usually in between. When there is an in betweener, I've always had them come in dashing in uh, because they're not seats you'd normally buy. So I buy the what? so I buy the extra space seats. So there's eighty extra dollars or something like okay. that. Okay. So nobody wants to spend eighty extra dollars to sit in the middle of two people that already have one. So very often uh, on the way to New York on a six hour flight, there's just on the on the even more space seats, just you on the aisle and a, someone on the. So the either that reasoning is faulty, or that means that JetBlue has not properly priced their seating. That's true. It could right? be well, middle they, seats should be cheaper. What, uh, what there's always a moment on the flight where I'm scared, where they're like, we have seats available and even more space that you can update right now to. You can pay the eighty dollars, just move up to the seat. And then me and the guy in the aisle are looking at each other like, oh, man. And Don't sometimes do it. you do. Don't do yeah. it. You're like looking at those people like, that $80 is a lot of money. Yeah. So this do you is- ever stand up and try to sell it? Like, look, people. <laughs> I'll bid against you. you. Give a I'll pay $90 for you not to sit. Oh, he wants to buy it? I'll give you $100. 
just so nobody's there. Wait, right? but just don't keep... you want to see who it is first? Maybe it's someone you like. Maybe you're like, oh, that guy looks pretty cool. It's he can sit six there. hours on the plane on a red eye. You just want the space. Okay. I don't care if it's a hottie. All right. You're just like, I want the room. All right. Fair enough. So um, anyway, we're sitting there. And then uh, someone comes in and they – and I, I have my headphones on. I'm not really paying attention. And he comes in and I hear a little scalp, a, a little bumping and stuff. I look up and he says, I'm in the middle, sir. And so the guy stands up and sits down. Now what I realize – is he's blind, like this guy. He's oh, blind. Okay, right? all right. And so I'm, I, I, in my way that I get uh, uncomfortable when I'm not in a situation that I encounter all the time, I'm like, I'm going to say yes. something stupid, something's going to go wrong, I'm terrified of what I'm going to do with blindy next to me, right? Yes. So he's there. Yes. And then about this time, the lady comes and says, okay, um, you're in the the even more space extra row seat. Uh, I mean the the uh, uh, the exit row seat. So oh. for you in this row, are you capable? The blind of, dude of 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 helping people out of the plane. And yet everyone just said, normally, you know, if you've ever had that, you everyone just goes, yeah, 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 right. right. They have to ask the question right. for some reason, but that you always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's looking straight down at the floor and then goes, yeah, and I'm like. So I look up at no, her. No, no. And I look at him, and I look up at her, and I kind of get her eye contact, and I'm like, like, kind of whipping it down. I'm like, seriously? Like, and she's like, kind of mouthing. She doesn't him. know he's blind. She doesn't know what I'm saying. So you're like mouthing, like, he's blind. I'm not <laughs> mouthing it, but I'm just like, you should. Say. And then so she goes, uh, she goes, wait. And then she looks down, and then she's like, sir, 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 are you blind? And, and he goes, yeah. <laughs> then, so he was totally it. trying. He knew. He didn't know he I did knew. it. That was my whole. I was like, because oh, I have, man. I have five, and he only has four. Okay. He didn't know, but, uh, <laughs> but then yeah, they put him somewhere else, and then I had the space the whole time, and then I did feel a little bad about that because I thought they were gonna switch somebody else into. No, the here's seat. the thing. Hold on, hold on. This is the crucial because you always say motivation doesn't matter. Yeah. But in this case, motivation. So at the time when you decided yes. that you were going to point out that the dude was yeah. blind, were you thinking Here, I care about his performance as an exit row participant, or were you simply thinking I want the extra space? Neither one. What? The there's a third option. What's there, the third? Which is like he's trying to fucking get away with something. Oh, That's what wow. pissed me off. I'm like. It was spite. It was I'm just, just like plain you, spite. Yeah, I'm like I've th- this on getting on this plane. My TSA pre going through that time, they were like, "Oh, you've randomly been, you know, TSA okay. three. Every time you go, every ten times or something, you're like, you all have right. to go full through the full thing. Right. So that happened to me. So I'm all grumpy. And then he, I'm like, no, he's just pulling a maneuver. He's just like me pulling a maneuver. Okay. And and no. And so that's what through my and so. Yeah, I kind of, I've kind of sabotaged my hero- heroism. Even though so I that, probably yeah, that saved wasn't really lots heroic. Of that was more just spiteful. Now, to be fair, though, we could probably American heroism includes spitefulness a lot. For, oh, that's like true. for example, the second Iraq War is pure spite. spite. There was no yes. reason for it whatsoever, except yes. you know, just wanting to go in because they didn't. I'm an American get and they wanted hero. to, or whatever the fuck else right. they were talking. You know, they just, they just. Ab- Basically, it was spite and greed combined, I think, depending on which person you were talking about, yes. right? 
But certainly that's heroic because yeah. we know that everything that happened in that war was heroism. Yeah. So well, anyway, I have to watch my back in the dark because he could be, you know, probably know what happened. Is like, yeah, he's going to yeah. be better than you in the dark. No, he's, like, he's going to know what's going on. His yeah, senses have heightened in mine. If you go home no. at some point and some of your lights are mysteriously out, yes. be very afraid. Right. Just turn around and leave. Just leave. Do right. not stay in that house. It's the reverse Audrey Hepburn movie. Uh, yeah, or Rear Window too, right? That's Wasn't true. That where, but he did it. He did that for a different reason. That's for the flashback. Yeah, the the right. yeah. yeah. No, hers was the one where she was blind she was and blind. the bad yeah, guys, and right, she's trying right, to yeah. get the refrigerator light, light out or something, yeah. or unplug the fridge. I can't remember. I think it was something like she had everything out, but then the fridge opened because someone fell and against it, it or yeah. something, and that was yeah. Right. And and while I normally like her a lot, that particular scene is so spectacularly poorly acted she's like where are you like screaming at the plug do you remember this no yeah, i have really seen it bad. but I, I just don't remember it the, the interesting thing about that is that was back when movies had like an when an action scene had a set of events that like you could follow <laughs> right right it's like what is the hero doing in this action scene nowadays right. it's always a surprise no like it she, would just be you wouldn't no. know she was blind it would just turn out she was blind later and they'd tell you that be like it turns out she was blind right like, or oh, she'd open cool. the freezer and the yeah. robot would come out right like, yes. protect her. Right. <laughs> the ice cubes are magical right it turns out right yeah fucking movies anyway <laughs> so uh here's the other thing that i wanted to mention about heroism actually yeah I have another thing, too. we got to do both. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll interleave this. We'll go long. Don't forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other thing that I want to talk about for heroism is I realized that this started even in a pre-9-11, in, a, in pre-9-11 America. The heroism was yeah. already, we were stretching it out to new heroic heights. Okay. Because if you remember correctly, <laughs> in Washington State, what they used to call... The uh, phone oh my God. number. Yeah, the narc line. The phone number for calling and reporting someone who was driving in the HOV lane. 764 hero. Hero. Be a hero. Yep. Now, somehow we have taken heroism, mm-hmm. which is normally like great feats and personal sacrifice that eventually accomplishes a grand goal for your society. And we turned have taken it into that and HOV turned it violations. Into, <laughs> you reported an <laughs> HOV violation, perhaps accurate. Like, you called the number. Right. Maybe you got the license plate wrong. We right. don't even know. Maybe that person actually had three people in the car. I bet car that answering machine has the best messages. First of all, they probably never fucking listened to a goddamn no. thing on that answering no. machine. No, no, right? I don't think so either. Ever. Yep. It's probably just there to make you think someone's yep. going to report you so that you don't drive in the mm-hmm. lane. Yep. But the fact that that was called Hero was pretty amazing yeah. because there's absolutely nothing heroic about it. Well, I talked to you about this a day after we did that podcast, and I said. I have the ultimate example of right. American he- yes. heroism. Yes, that's true. And that did. was... I didn't um, super ex- understand it yeah, and because I, you sent it an email, so I didn't have a chance yeah. to ask you. But you can elucidate so, now. Uh, I was reading this thing that there are now more Subways than any other restaurant, even more than McDonald's. And and, and I actually... Subway right a sandwich before, place, not an underground translation. Yes, right. Uh, sandwich place. Um, they had like... 1.8 times as many as McDonald's and right. at the and in the way that the web also can't remember when anything happened. Right. I was looking this up and you're like 2012. Yeah. I can't tell when this was, so okay. I don't know what the latest stats so are. So maybe more they, or less now, but it was 1.8 at some point in the recent Yeah, past. at one time they were more than Starbucks and McDonald's combined even, right? So that's how fast they expand. And the po- point of that is 1.8 is, may be enough because if the number yeah. of McDonald's is and the number of Starbucks is we right. have wait. We have an. What is the, what is going on? There's a face here. So I did a little research. Yes. So 
So it's not nearly as big of a difference as you read. Nowadays? Wide, 45,000 versus 35,000. McDonald's 35, to Subway. McDonald's okay, but so what that's about like 1.4. One moment. Oh, okay. This is our, our research our team. Our research assistant. Yes. yes. Ginger Red is looking Ginger these things is, up. is researching right now, which we did not know. This, Are is, you this is kind of the role right. that Sean used to play on the yes. podcast when he used to... Well, this is good to get it live, too. This is good to get it live, So, so the interesting thing there was that uh, it, McDonald's getting a, a franchise is actually an ordeal. Because they, okay. they have lots of stuff where you need to prove the traffic is good enough. Because they don't want McDonald's coming and going. Right. Is they, that how that works? Yeah, they, their franchises are difficult to get. They want them to be uh, um, successful. Starbucks doesn't franchise. They just put their shit yes, down. Yes, they just And I know they, they are strictly them. flow rate Yeah, based. And, and Subway is like, if you've got whatever it costs to get one of these, you're a Subway. And no. that's why you see Subways that are okay. like kiosk size. Okay, there's you know, just in a malls. Uh, research report. All right, so United States, uh, McDonald's. 14,267. Okay, 14,000 McDonald's in the U.S. Subway. Subway. 26,891. So it's roughly Sub- double. Yeah, so that's the 1.8 probably yeah. is they were talking roughly America. Double. Yeah. So okay, that's, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. And it, you're right, though. You do see sub, – like, subways have no uniformity whatsoever. Right. You see a subway, and it is like this little sliver, and you're like, what yeah, the fuck? You and then see you, like, them you walk on college in there. campuses yeah. that are inside the right. things. You see yeah. them. They're just It's wherever. like some kind of scene from Real Genius where you're like, why do sandwiches keep coming out of your closet? You know, <laughs> right. And you go in there, and there's, there's some kind subway. of weird conveyor belt. There's a, and there is a creepy dude at the bottom of it. Right. But instead of doing science experiments, he's, he's a sandwich artist, meat. and he's putting together yeah. – Now, sandwich artist, it should be mentioned before you say anything else – it should That's just be called sandwich. Term. Could it be called sandwich hero? Right. Let's put it right. Yeah. Let, let's say right now. I just say sandwich you know, artist is called like, sandwich hero. I feel like a sandwich hero is good. I just also feel like sandwich artist is kind of a heroic name in general. Like yeah, they've, yeah, hero, yeah. He, they've heroed up right. the job description. They leveled it up. Yeah. They leveled it up. So anyway, so uh, uh, and, and you might be wondering, Casey, why is this heroism in action in the way that we talked about it? Subway. And let me tell you what it is. Yeah, tell me because I don't understand. What. Is Subway's advertising? So I don't know. Okay. Because I don't watch TV. All right. Subway has used Jared. Yes. Okay. I've heard of this. Yes. All right. Jared right. used to be huge. He used to be fat. And now he's and he not because he okay. ate sandwiches. Okay. And they have used him for decades now. Right. Okay. And every single time you see a picture right. that's like him holding his pants. Like, right. here's my okay. pants. Here's right. what they used to be. Right. Okay. And they're like, Casey, he's a hero. He got fat, wait, and then he got somebody, skinny. Wait, did somebody call him a hero? For no, this? that's how that. But that's the spin they're so using. So you're like, calling just, him a hero. This that is, doesn't count. No, no, I'm not calling him a hero. I'm saying that the idea, the reason why he works, the reason why things like, in fact, even the Biggest Loser works, okay. is they've already failed. All right, like okay. they got fat. Right. Jared should not be the voice of Subway because he was. We already know he has no self-control, wait, right? Wait, okay. But See, wait, we, if anything, I should be the subway guy because I'd hold up two pairs of my pants and they're exactly the same. They'd be but like, wait, they're both okay. the same. Right. I've never got that. Stop. Yes. We went over this on the previous podcast. Failing and then succeeding is a crucial part of the traditional definition of a hero. That's You're a saying- traditional hero. The hero's journey is one attempt fails 
and another attempt succeeds. My my you argument, are I am saying American am heroism, saying, which is new heroism, which means you don't ever have to succeed. You just fail. If if Jared was just fat and he held up his <laughs> pants, he's like, "Here's my huge ass pants, and I'm still fucking fat." I see what you're Subway saying. sandwich, and he eats it. That is American heroism, okay? So what, he just he just if he just Jared's goes just a for regular it. old hero. He's a real hero, like in the old days. He like used to confront McDonald's and he just got fat. Then he confronted Subway and he got skinny or whatever. Well, confronted his hunger. Well, now he confronted his hunger with McDonald's. That's interesting. Now he got we can fat. run this. He confronted his hunger with Casey. Subway we can and he run got this skinny. experiment now. What? There what? is another sandwich chain that is okay. one of the faster growing sandwich chains. All right. And they are just called Pot Bellies. They're just like <laughs> right. Eat our bread right. and gain weight. Right, but and but then Pot there's Subway. Is, he's a pig type. It's a type of pig. Yeah, I know, but the picture the 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 they have the T-shirts you can buy at the Pot Bellies, which are jokes about being Pot Belly. Okay, I don't know if that's their official slogan. All right, I'm just saying now we have two sandwich shops. They taste exactly the same. Okay, one is pushing fatty non-fat. Yeah, right. And right. Jared with his pants that he carries around in a briefcase, probably because he's super rich. Right. But he now he, his his old pants. Are like hermetically sealed because also right. his pants are from like 1980 now. Yeah. So also he he's probably gonna just as you get older you get a little heavier. He just get back. He's to gonna the pants. get back to his old pants. All right. And then but anyway so I thought I was laughing at that thinking that all right our largest subway chain is based on somebody they're yeah, advertising it based sorry, on that I'm that sorry. is the old definition that is the old definition right. of hero. Now here's what I will say. Yeah. I feel like we are rapidly approaching. The n squared permutation matrix of, I don't I don't know what you want to call it, but assemblable lunches. So basically, oh, like yeah. we have explored every possible like, okay, is it bread? Is it heated? Is it not heated? Okay, Heat is it up, lettuce, wrapped, tomato, is it shredded mm-hmm. pork, or is it you know whatever chicken? It's like you can have Chipotle grill, you can have Subway, you can have Qdoba, you can yep. have Potbelly, you can have that other one, uh, Jimmy John's. Right, can, they're all just like. We have a set of ingredients that we assemble, and those set of ingredients differs hardly at all between these two places. Right. For one crucial difference that we sell you on, which is like we heat the fucking roll ahead of time or something, right. is like pot belly's thing. And it goes through a goddamn <laughs> conveyor belt where it like gets a little crispier because right. the ba- bread was baked like yesterday or whatever the fuck, right? Dawn's favorite joke for me in New York is we'll be going by somewhere and she'll say, "Oh, I." There's this new place. I don't. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's amazing. I don't know. It's um. You know. I think it's called Chipotle. Right, and then right, she'll use yeah. some common name that all that, and it doesn't ever fail to kill me. It always works because in New York, well, you everyone's have a low bar for humor. No, I have an excellent it's bar true. for humor. No, not I have really. a podcast humor. No. Yeah. Podcast Wait, we humor. had one more. Did we have one more tale of heroism? I can't remember if there was one more. I don't think so. I don't think so. Tell me. I'll tell you a story. You can tell me if this is heroic. Okay. Or just awful. We're out of it time. Fell, it fell off. No, we're, you don't we're, need we're okay. Right. This is a short one. Okay. This isn't nothing. I uh, was having – I'm having all this furniture delivered because I have no furniture and they're bringing it. And they always show up in the window of, you know, hey, I'll be here from 8 to like 3.30. And then they're there at 3.45 every yes. time, right? So I'm uh, – uh, and this has been going on for the last two weeks. And then yes. a couple days ago, uh, someone rings the doorbell. Yes. And I didn't realize anybody was coming that day, so I just yes. had my skivs on. So I, I open the door a little bit, and I okay. say, hold on, I'm just going to change. And, I clo- and he goes, okay. And he goes, yes. I run upstairs. I uh, change into – change. just put some shorts on. All right, so you are in your underwear. In my you underwear. open the door. 
but just a little crack. Try so to make it, it so that he can't see. Yes, yes. The yeah. underwear. Yes, and but I he can kind of see that you're probably not wearing anything because he sees yeah, like the shoulder. Uh, or the whatever. shoulder is there. So he's yeah. like, this guy. I feel is like not movers are dealing with that kind of all thing right. all the time. In any case, I run up, I change, I come back down, and I open the door, and he goes, Juan. And he's 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 uh, I think he speaks English, but he's definitely Mexican. But at okay, this point, I know nothing else so about him. So he pronounces Juan with he an goes, accent. Right. He goes, Juan. And I go... An authentic And his hand's accent. out. Juan. And, and I go, grab his hand and say, Jeff, and shake it. Like a vigorous shake. Yes. And then, in my, in my head, I immediately... There's like exception so handlers think, triggering. Okay. So that is what primary brain okay did and, and and happened in it okay all these exception handlers are being thrown okay finally gets back to a handler that says he did not say juan okay he said where and he was gesturing where you... he wanted me to put the furniture <laughs> to which i said Jeff and shook no. his gesturing hand out right. of the air. I like scooped it. Okay, in I have mid-gesture. a question. How did you get from where? I don't. Juan? I don't know. They're not they even close. Say, no, they don't. I. I'm sure it was my racist brain because everyone's racist. But where is the racism? It's just it. it doesn't, I'm it's thinking not even that racist. he's it's like, re- oh, he's 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 not he must be white. Named Juan. His name's probably Juan, and I'm gonna be. And I'm 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 cool. Like, of course, I have lots of Mexican friends. All this is crazy stuff going through my brain. You should and have I gone say, like jefe and shook his hand. Like, like <laughs> you're like I speak the language of our people. Um, uh, not so much heroism there. No, what, what, that's just, not heroism. Uh, that's well, just being an idiot. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's racist though. Yeah, it sounded just like being dumb. No, I don't feel so. It had a, the racist element was me. Um, Doing the white panicky thing of like okay, white just panic. Ju- ju- this, you had white panic. Yeah, where you're just like, how I mean, do I respond to this ethnicity? There's so much ethnicity around, me. and and trying to be like, no, I'm cool with it. Let's shake right. hands oh, with yeah. this, and like, I'm I'm, I'm a progressive white person. Yes, that yeah. stupid thing. So that's right. where the racism is because that's where all that comes from. Is it you doesn't come just, out of it doesn't come out of like, oh, I have white guilt, so it's okay. It comes yeah. out of like. No, I still have a whole bunch of fucked up shit in my brain. It would have been and better if you just took his hand and go like, Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm a progressive white person. Yeah. You know, a lot of the people who work here on my estate are, are Mexican, actually. That would have went a long way. Uh, it was the worst. Yeah, it probably was pretty bad. Now yeah. that you're describing it, I'm kind of glad I wasn't there because yeah. that probably would have been pretty cringeworthy. Yep. You're I, like, dude, he didn't yeah. say one. He said I'm where. I'm like, And then there's nowhere to go. And then I was like, oh, Oh, just over here. Like, and kind of, oh, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was my hero. I'm I'm pretending it was hero, heroism. I feel like someone needed to go up to him and go like, hey, sorry, man. Your pronunciation actually isn't that bad. It's just Jeff doesn't know what the fuck's going on no. half the time. Anyway. No. It's not you. No, I know it's all the you, time. It's not you. It's him. Yeah, no. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going all on. All right, ladies all right. and gentlemen. I think Keep that's enough for today. Keep sending us your tales of podcast heroism. I would heroism. like to hear more tales of heroism because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's a hero. I think, I think if... I, that, I know that, I'm certainly a hero and I think you're a hero right. too. Good no Just good could be hero instance. not hero. Hero right. not hero. And right. the answer is pretty much always Sometimes hero. it's hero not hero American hero. 
Uh, well, or, or original it's really, hero. It's original hero, yeah. Because right. American hero is right. what you American hero are. is new. You're hero. almost always an American hero. The right. question is whether you're a regular hero as well. Right. So Ac- it's a, if that's what it is, it's American hero or original hero. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, the two. It's it's you can't a not hero be. or O hero. You're always at least an A <laughs> right. hero. Right. Right. What's it's the kind order? of like an a-hole. It's right. an a-hero. Right. And then you may what also What order of hero are you? Hero. Right. Yeah, an original hero. All right. Well, send us your tales to podcast. To at podcast at jeffandcaseyshow.com. And we will see if you Evaluate it. Yeah. That's right. What kind of a hero you are. That's right. Uh, and we will see you next time. You know what I just realized? That's actually kind Tell of me. like Starbucks or something. Right? What? It's like there's no small anymore. We start at hero. Yes. Right? It's like we start at grande. Right. But you're always grande. And then oh, it just no, goes up from there, right? Right. So it's like hero is just the low water mark. We've moved it up. Yes. And so eventually we're going to have to come up with new terms. So like, yeah, what's I was just thinking, hero? I was actually just, yeah. my mind was thinking about right. what are those heroes. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm going to think about that. I don't know. Because that could be interesting. Maybe people, listeners at home know, and they can send that in as well. Yeah, that's right. All right. That's thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. All right. Thanks, everybody.